Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. everybody, it's not Friday the 13th, which was a point of contention in the group chat this week, but we are still talking about a Friday the 13th movie, sort of? I don't know if I would even you know what? classify it this. It works just fine, because this movie is about as much Friday the 13th as us discussing it on two weeks after Friday the 13th, so it's on brand. Fair yeah. enough. Alright, so we are talking about, as picked by Brian, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Yeah, we are. And I want to start off by saying something. Is it an apology? <laughs> I do. I want to apologize to you guys. I have seen this movie get some love on our Facebook, I believe. And people are trying to like Halloween three it. And they're like, you say this is a bad movie. You know, people don't like this movie because Jason's barely in it. And it's like, no, Jason could be in this entire movie and it wouldn't be a good movie. And I told Matt this the other day, right after I watched it. And I was very upset because I will say that the kills in this movie are very entertaining. So that pisses me off more because if you have good kills, you just you don't even need a good plot line or story. It just can't be awful. And they couldn't get that right. So it's just such a (laughs) it's just such a terrible movie with some cool kills throughout it. Yeah, but I give it. 
Two thumbs down. That's the oh. Brian meter. Whoa. <laughs> Harsh critic over here. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you in the sense of like, I don't completely hate this movie. I wouldn't rank this as the worst Friday the 13th movie I've ever seen. No. I still think that this is just a bit more entertaining than, say, part three and maybe Jason Takes Manhattan. But like, they're all kind of just hanging out in the bottom of the barrel <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, but this one... I've gone through, like, ups and downs. This was the first... I'm pretty sure this was the first Jason movie I watched. It was either this or Jason Takes Manhattan. But it was, like, one of those, like, October turned on USA and they were just playing it. And, like, in my I don't like horror movies, but I have a curiosity to want to watch horror movies. I was like, well, they're going to edit out all the scary stuff, so this should be fine. And I watched it. And I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> like, <and> I, <laughs> I can do this. And I hated it. But then bought the DVD when I was like doing the completionist thing of I had the Friday the 13th box set that had everything but this movie. So I bought like the individual DVD and the DVD had director commentary and hearing the director talk about the movie. I was like, you know what? This movie ain't so bad. And that was kind of my opinion of it for a really long time. Having never went and rewatched it, just being like, man, the director really won me over on that commentary track I listened to a decade ago. <laughs> and then I watched it for this and I was like... No, it's still a bad movie. Like, I can appreciate the gusto of trying to do something as absurd as this movie as the final Friday the 13th film. But, like, I could say the same thing about Freddy's Dead, but Freddy's Dead is such a more entertaining watch than this. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. I, I think that there is this vibe of, like, I do have an ounce of respect for the Halloween threes and like the nightmare on Elm street twos that go out of their way to not fall into the exact same generic plot line that you would come accustomed to with slasher movies. But I don't know, even if this wasn't a Friday the 13th movie and it was its own original idea, it's still just not very good. <laughs> like... No, no. I mean, well also I'm like a slasher guy. Like I, I didn't know how Scott was going to feel about it. Although Scott doesn't like bad movies, so that should have been my first. But hint. I do like I do like bad movies. I just yeah, like don't don't forget this dude rides or dies for fucking Demon Wind more yeah, than you and I combined. Yeah, I do. No, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I true. like. Well, here's the thing: is that I like bad movies that care. You know, yeah. and we'll get to that at the end of this episode when we do our what did we watch? Because holy shit, guys, I have some stuff to talk about. But <laughs> the thing I think about Friday the Thirteenth, or you know, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, is first of all, it's very mean spirited. It's just like it's that one of those early '90s really mean spirited horror movies. You know, like that was kind of the thing at the time. I just feel like it's not fun, since there's no fun to be had watching it. It's a bad movie that I can't enjoy you know like I, it's just not fun mm -hmm. for me like and i like slashers i like supernatural slashers a lot but See, I, just... I don't i don't know why like because they all are like if you're at four it's a supernatural <laughs> you know what i mean if, if you're at the fourth movie of the same killer it's a supernatural slasher but i can convince myself it isn't but i was about to say like well in in scream four it's not this it, it's still not supernatural and but it's not the same killer so it makes sense yeah yeah oh spoiler alert sorry guys yeah. yeah, it's a different killer. <laughs> Screen four. <laughs> My first note for this, I do want to read. Is it the license is, plate? 
No, oh. no. What's the license plate? Remind me. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So my first note is, Brian picked this movie, and there's boobs in the first five minutes, so I bet dollars to donuts he's telling Jade I picked this movie. <laughs> so, funny story about Jade. We were watching some show. I think it was called Kingdom. Jade wanted to watch it, so we put it on. And I am like, this is such a show made for girls. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it, it just is. Like, it's just like, look at these hot, because it's just like these attractive shirtless men that can kick anyone's ass, you know? Like my sister <laughs> would love it. And she was like, you know what? You should watch this show. All the boobies that you watch for your podcast. So but we're watching this. So I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I, I paraphrase. Okay. Okay. But... <laughs> But she's like, all the naked girls you watch. And there is so many titties in the first three episodes of this show. Like, every five minutes, it's just like, this guy's having sex, and it's just a close-up shot of a girl's tits. And I'm trying so hard not to laugh, because you made me watch this show to punish me for all the boobies that I watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Jade, don't make me watch another episode as you, like, hit next. Yeah. You know, like, skip intro. <laughs> Can I have the blanket? We're in Florida. <laughs> It's a weighted blanket. <laughs> I mean, early boobs aside, I do think that the movie's strongest points is possibly the beginning of the movie. I have to agree that the best part of this movie really is the surprise survivor girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. like her showing up, the the Jason explosion. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like I love I love this world, and here's some like Matt Kelly dorky ass shit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so there was a four part young adult novel series based on Friday the Thirteenth. And I'm pretty sure that it all stems out of the world created in Jason Goes to Hell. And the reason why I think that is, A, in those books, everyone is just like, yes, Jason was 100% a thing. Like, there's no more like, ooh, the legend of Jason. Like, it's in this world where everybody knows it's a real thing. He's been a menace. But also, that book, the premise is that Jason is long dead, but... People will find the hockey mask, and if they put on the hockey mask, they get possessed by the essence that is Jason. So each book is like a different group of teenagers going out into the woods, and one of them like digs up this mask and then slaughters all of his friends. You know, that was I, I, that's a great movie. You might be yeah. the killer. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that all definitely, just based on like the books coming out in like 1994, 1995, and when this was released, it's like, okay, I can, I can definitely see how this movie may have directly influenced the way that they would write a young adult novel version of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, I love that concept, though. That makes a lot more sense than eating a heart and just being like... Being possessed by a worm? Yeah. Just like puking a a worm. That comes out of a dead woman's vagina. So was he possessed at that point? Or was that just a weird thing that he did to his patients? That's just how he performs his (laughs) autopsies. He's like, Uh, well, the only way to truly know if this guy had heart disease is for me to eat the heart. But yeah, I I like that. I I mean, it's stupid, but I do kind of like the concept that the possession is passed by baby burden it. (laughs) Okay, now that you, if if I was the the studio exec and you came in, you're like, okay, listen, so we're going to kill, we're going to blow Jason up, but then... Somebody's going to eat the heart and then baby bird it into somebody else's mouth, et cetera, et cetera. I'd be like, here's the check, you know? Yeah. You know what? I was going to say no, but I kind of want to see that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, why don't you close your eyes and open your mouth? You're not going to spit a serial killer's heart into my mouth, are you? <laughs> no, no. it'd be fun. Um, So did any of you catch the Kane Hodder cameo in this Oh, movie? yeah. 
Dude, how yeah. can you, in 2020, how can you not notice the Kane Hodder cameo? He's literally half the screen. <laughs> I missed it. He's the guard. He's one of the guards that the doctor kills after he's eaten Jason's heart, oh. which leads to one of my favorite, like my absolute favorite movie tropes. When the news just broadcasts like actual pure violent chaos yeah, yeah it's not even live it's archival footage that they're just showing on the like six o'clock news of like bodies ripped in half in a hallway yeah. you know which re reminds me i saw like the best fucking thing uh, a couple weeks ago megan showed it to me it was on tiktok and i don't know if you guys saw it but this guy is like standing outside doing a live broadcast in front of some fucking you know mega crowd and he's like uh, blah 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 election results and some motherfucker comes up behind him with like five teeth and goes is this real news or fake news and the guy just looks behind him without skipping a beat and goes fuck off and then he just goes back to his <laughs> newscast that's what the internet is for you know we wouldn't have gotten archival footage of all the bodies that w that wouldn't be network tv that would need to be on youtube you know and so yeah for sure here's a question for you because i feel like this is one of the things that i like in this movie and i feel like it's sometimes one of the big things that people hang their hat on when they're like jason goes to hell is one of the best ones is creighton duke where do you fall on the creighton duke do you like him as an addition to this movie or do you absolutely hate him so i what what i hate about him is if i ever encountered him because it would go very differently. He'd cut like, your fingers off. <laughs> he would he would say something to I'm talking about in the diner, you oh, know, man. like at some point where I'd just be like, Hey, that's my wife. And he'd be like, she's your wife because she hasn't had this yet. And I feel like at that point I'd just be like, Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's what normal people do. Not like getting yeah. up in their fucking face and being like, I'll shoot your balls off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey. That character is like five characters. That that character was written by committee because every scene is like a different asshole. Yeah. They're trying to have this anti-hero bounty hunter who is going to be like bad enough to take on the big bad. And he's just a douche. And he's like yeah. a womanizer and he or he's like a fucking pervert. Like, like, I hate that guy. He's so terrible. But so is he a pervert or just a shit starter? That's what I couldn't figure out. Does it matter? I feel like he's more. I, I, I agree with Scott in the it. It doesn't really it doesn't matter, matter. But yeah, I, I think, guess. <laughs> yeah. But but I think that ultimately he's just a shit stir. Yeah, yeah. He's I think not he's necessarily just... a womanizer, but he is a misogynist. How's that? Yeah. He's yeah. absolutely the guy at the table who wants to play devil's advocate on topics that we don't need to play devil's advocate about. <laughs> like oh if God, someone ate someone ate a serial <laughs> yeah. killer's heart and is now an eternal demon worm. Like yes, those little things that you don't start shit and stir the pot with, you know, like just accept it at face value, guy. One of the other things that jumped out at me in this movie is like with the casting in this film, I feel like the casting is completely insane because if you showed me a lineup of characters and were like, guess how old this character is supposed <laughs> to be? I would never, I wouldn't have answered a single question right. Cause like there's characters where I'm like, okay, well he's clearly supposed to be a college student. And then it's like, oh no, he's supposed to be like 30 something and dating this character. Well, that doesn't Nothing seem to. Nothing makes any sense. None of these characters <laughs> like... make sense. I've seen this movie three times now and I paid pretty good attention. I didn't Scott Roger this at all because I was trying to, you know, get as much comedy out of it as possible. I could not tell you who's related to whom. It's crazy. No, it's insane. Or who's fucking whom. And I think that that's, I, you brought up a really good point. Like, I think the problem with this movie is that it's, it's not good enough 
to be on the level of like a Jason Lives. It's also not entertainingly bad enough to like really resonate. Like it's perfectly fine. I'm not sitting there like miserable when it's on, but I feel nothing when it's on. You're pretty <laughs> like, happy have... when it's over. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could like maybe if I was working and it's on, but like I don't even think if I didn't have watch to at least try to talk on this episode, I just yeah, I would never watch this movie. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty much par for the course with Brian Kelly horror movie night picks. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's because Matt this is Matt's fault. Just so you know, this pick is Matt's fault. I'd like to hear this. You never let me watch it as a kid. Oh. You just showed me the ending. You're like, this, this is, is all you need to say. Time. I'm yeah. doing a clap back. This is the second time that you've picked a movie where you're like well, I'm sorry that I picked this piece of shit movie, but like Matt saw it when I was a kid and said it's not good, I shouldn't watch it. So now making us all watch it. Yeah, but you but you always here's the thing. That was when you were pretentious, you know, and you're just like, "Oh, that movie's okay, but did you read the book?" And I'm like, "Matt, it's the Passion <laughs> of the Christ." No, I didn't read the entire Bible, okay? <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch. But I will say the best thing to come out of this watch is I remember the ending, and then I see the what, dog What, the Passion coming. of the Christ? He gets yes. killed. No, yeah, he doesn't make it. Or I guess he does <laughs> days later. <laughs> I don't know. That's up for debate depending on which religion. But in my memory, the dog gets brought down with with the glove, and then it runs away. I was like, oh, thank God. And I feel like I may have intertwined the fly scene from Beetlejuice and the Jason mask scene from from jason goes to hell for a split second but either way no dog was injured uh in this movie main as the I mean, that's all this mm -hmm. that's literally all this movie really has for it. i feel like the only reason like i have to imagine like now we've like stepped we're, we're watching this uh, more than 20 years removed from it coming out damn near 30 years since it came yeah. out i imagine in 1993 you're watching this and you're like what a pile of shit and then all of a sudden that freddy glove comes out and you're like ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> and, like, interest peaked is what yeah. like it's but that's the thing is that how long did it fucking take them to finally do freddy versus jason eight years a decade, a de I a decade. i don't want to scream three myself but i fucking love that movie um, yeah. You're not gonna scream through yourself, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. actually, I've yeah. never finished it. I fell asleep in the theater. It is very middle of the road it's, for it's both of them. It's not Dream Child. Yeah, but it's bad. I feel like it's a good Friday the Thirteenth movie and a bad Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's certainly a better Friday the Thirteenth movie than it is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That is accurate. That's probably okay. why I didn't like it. You know, yeah. like well, so it's Brian, also because the bar is so much lower on a Friday the Thirteenth. Thank you. Yeah. So Brian, like, I guess I know the answer to this already, but I, I think I just need to hear it. But you're, you're definitely a Friday guy, not a... I mean, like, if you had to pick one franchise, no. you, you wouldn't pick... No. I, for some reason, and, like, I listen to you guys on this show. It's so weird because I, for some reason, am a Halloween guy. And then I hear you guys criticize Halloween, and I agree with you 100% <laughs> of the time. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's the nostalgia factor of Halloween. It's more about the ambiance. We've talked about that. Like, Halloween 4 and Halloween H2O have, like, the best fucking intros. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, Curse is the only movie I find unwatchable. That's well, the only get one ready for I'm 2021, like, I, buddy. I know. Yeah, strap in. I'm watching the producer's cut. Here's the way I would explain it with, with them in, in my, like, weird pop culture mind. And hear me out. Let me know if this makes sense. But, like, to me, 
the Halloween movies is like a beautiful screensaver. <laughs> like you're just like, oh, look at that. That's a really pretty screensaver. The Friday the 13th movies are like watching MTV. You know, you're just like yeah. watching. Sometimes it's a good music video. Sometimes it's a bad music video. But it's on. You're just going to keep it on. And then, like, Nightmare on Elm Street is actually like watching a movie. Like, it actually I don't has, disagree. Like... That is a pretty spot-on presentation. And I would definitely like to hear more about your TED Talk. Yeah. No, I just, I feel like, I feel like Friday the 13th one is just a campy movie. Like, from, from out the gate, personally. Like, I think that Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, like, are masterpieces from yeah. from the gate. So a lot of my love for Halloween to you know literally all of them from Curse is really stems in how much I love the original. Sure, and I don't love the original Friday the Thirteenth. I don't love the second Friday the Thirteenth. Like I think that they're okay movies, but that's as far I've always felt that way. I feel like, and this isn't like this isn't an original thought really, but like I feel like the more that we that you take Jason away from Camp Crystal Lake, the less interesting the movies become to me not because i i think that i enjoy watching friday the 13th in the exact same way well not the exact same way obviously i prefer uh sleepaway camp but like <laughs> yeah it's got there's something about like i like the aesthetic of camp counselors setting up a camp and yeah. then shit goes yeah. down at night and like then people get murdered yeah yeah like there's like a nice aesthetic to that like common plot point and then it's like when you step away from that in like part three or like parts eight and beyond. Like when you're throwing him in outer space and you're like just taking him into like the real world. Like the problem with this movie isn't really, oh, the problem is that there's no Jason because like there's plenty of good Jason, like Friday 13th movies that don't have Jason. The first one in part five, I think are fine, but it's taking it away from like its roots of being at a campground <laughs> like like it's like i don't even get that benefit like you you occasionally go back to the campground but it's not about the campground <laughs> it's not at all <laughs> so what's what i was about to complain and then i just wanted to use wiki to back my statement and then i figured out <laughs> something that is just pathetic but my complaint about friday the 13th part five is that you would think that far in, it would be more up to date, but it looks like it was shot in 1980. Yeah, they just came out with the movie every fucking year. Yeah, yeah, you weren't on the live stream when we we talked about that. Over 10 years, there was eight, the 10 years of the 80s, there was eight Friday yeah. the 13th movies. So released. Friday the 13th came out in 1980 and part five came out in 1985. That is insane. I got to give them props for their work ethic. That's all, you know? <laughs> they were grinding, that's for sure. Yeah, because they're all different writers. I mean, it's not like Child's Play, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get that benefit. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that like I definitely want to talk about um, looking at my notes. And, okay, so I'm going to knock out a few of these real quick. First off, I don't know. So I watched the unrated cut of this And movie. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted you to talk about this because I need Brian's input on it. But Matt and I were talking about this, and I think Matt saw some shit that I've never seen that makes it a little bit juicier. There's a kill... And I don't know what was the unrated scenes versus what was not the unrated scenes. And maybe it's because I was watching the unrated version. There's a scene where a group of kids are having sex in a tent. And it is like the most long, drawn out, gratuitous sex scene I have seen in a slasher movie in a really long time. Like it is like a two minute sex scene before anything happens. But then during that kill, the girl is on top of the guy. And all of a sudden, like a spear comes through her chest 
and I was like, oh, that's pretty gnarly. And then the spear goes upwards and just, like, splits her completely in half. And I was like, holy fuck, that was a good kill. Yeah, Matt was like, that was my favorite part of the movie. I'm like, what What movie did you see? So that, that <laughs> happened when I watched it, but it was from the back. What the fuck did I watch? I didn't get to see any of that. I rented it. I didn't watch the one you sent me. Oh, well, that's why. I have a question about when they fall down into the basement in the old house, right? There's an Arctic Expedition crate in, in the basement, and I, I'm pretty sure that what they're saying is that's a Thing reference, right? But I'm, are they saying that Jason is a Thing, too? Because that's not even clever or, like, coherent. I just don't understand what they're playing at there. Maybe they were just trying to reference another horror movie. Because Jason like, is not a thing. Why would that thing. be in the basement? You know? I, who fucking knows? Are dude. they saying because I I thought that he was like demonic, not alien. Yeah, but like you you know how it is. Like there's there's people that like pay homage to horror movies within their work, and it's done like really well. And then there's people that are just like, let me load this with references to other horror movies for no apparent reason. And if I were a betting man, I would bet that whoever is behind Jason Goes to Hell was the latter. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Here's the list of things from the director's cut. One, I guess uh, this answers my first question. Uh, the sex scene is much longer and much more graphic. Okay. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, while watching it. Much more gory violence. Nearly all of the characters cough up blood as they're being killed. A shot of the tent pole being rammed. There's a shot of the tent pole being rammed through the back of a girl. A shot of the chubby guy's hand being broken off. A shot of Robert as Jason crushing a girl's head and blood spurting out. Then she says, "Go to hell." The corner, Jason swings the scalpel more times at the girl outside the tent. A shot of the creature crawling up Diana's dress was omitted from the audio ah. version. And after Jason leaves Josh's body, his jaw can be seen on the floor as it slowly melts. This was cut out of the R-rated version. Okay. The R-rated version omits most of the heart-eating sequence in the beginning of the film. I do want to talk about the post-possession body melt stuff because yeah, that, uh, that I was pretty okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I, I like, mean, we already okay. got a better body melt movie uh, last month with Night of the Demons 2. So, I mean, you got big shoes to fill, Jason. <laughs> yep. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? 
My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. All right. Well, I think unless we have any other questions, it's time for Brian to tell us what his double feature would be with Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, well, you know, I don't like to do callbacks, but I'm just feeling it today. I'm going to go with uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Um, I, I, I got to say, guys, I'm, I'm going to watch Freddy vs. Jason. I'm going to do you that solid. Why? Just save it. Just fucking save it, because we're gonna. No, you, no, we can no, talk no. about it. No, let no, him, no. Let him watch it. <laughs> yeah, let, let me let watch, watch it. it so I don't end up in a Scream 3, you know, <laughs> Where I have to explain myself, and I'm like, I, I liked it when I was 12, you know. So <laughs> you still gotta do that with the rest of the movies you pick for the next forever. Well, not necessarily, because a lot of the movies I pick is like, well, I googled this last month, and it said 70s. <laughs> that is painfully accurate. You know, I'll do a callback too. I would always take a chance to rewatch Freddy's Dead. So these both came out almost the exact same year. Both just decided, hey, we gotta kill. Freddy and Jason so we can do the Freddy versus Jason movie. And I think that the Freddy's dead movie just was way more fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, Breck and Meyer would agree with you. I'm going to go with another callback as well. Um, I'm going to go with You Might Be the Killer just because I need any excuse to watch that film. Yeah, I got to rewatch Hell that. That's due for end. a rewatch. Or or a triple feature with Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Oh, nice. that. Very I don't nice. need a reason to watch that. Exactly. <laughs> Brian. What's something you watched this week that you want to give a the big old thumbs up to? Oh man, we watched Seduced on Stars. I would suggest if you haven't watched The Val, watch The Val first because Seduced is better, but they're good to watch both of them, if that makes any sense. Watch the not as good one first. But Seduced is a documentary that focuses on someone that was in this cult DOS which is a part of Nexium, which everyone pretty much went to jail, except somehow Alice and Max lawyers are able to utilize COVID to postpone her sentencing, but no one else was. But it's it's actually really interesting. It's it's one of those things where I watch a lot of shit on Colts, but nothing really like dives into like how easy it is to get sucked into a cult. You know what I mean? Like you you kind of have this prejudice where it's like, how are you that dumb? But it really breaks down like this slowly brainwash uh, that could really get anyone if they're just looking for emptiness. So, so, so fill your life with happiness, guys, because that is how you get sucked into a cult is when you're looking for something more, you know, <laughs> like just find that. And if it's a group of people that are giving you that, that's not, that's not it. I'm sorry, that's not it. Yeah. Unless they just want you to play games and it doesn't cost you any money, <laughs> then go for it. Yeah, friendship shouldn't come with a monthly subscription. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's Patreon.com, uh, which you can go yeah. to Patreon.com, backslash HMN podcast. We'll be your friends. I was hanging out with my friend who's just gotten back into horror after like 15 years of not watching horror. So she's just been watching anything that she can find on like netflix hulu shutter and she wanted me to come over because she wanted to show me this movie that she really really liked and she couldn't believe that i hadn't seen and i'm not gonna say that i loved it but it was better than i expected it to be but i have some we'll, we'll get into it i watched hell hell's llc is uh, that the first one yeah that's the very first yeah one. it's pretty good 
yeah, it's it's like I'm not the biggest found footage fan, but I like this one for the most part. And I always appreciate when the found footage movies lean a little bit more into like a documentary territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was telling Brian about it. It's not necessarily like the movie is fine. But I think the concept of the movie is incredible. The idea behind the movie is people putting together a haunted attraction and a supernatural force is possessing the mannequins inside the haunted attraction. Like, I love that concept. I I, I mean, obviously, we know I'm Mr. Dark Ride. I love <laughs> stuff like that. But like a lot of the time, like the Dark Ride movies are usually like there's a killer in the in the amusement park or, or something like that. So taking it into that like slightly supernatural twist of like some unseen force is just like, yo, thanks for giving me all these creepy ass things that I can possess. <laughs> like, like, also, I it really works dig that. visually to, to give you the shivers. Like that's what I remember yeah. from Hell House LLC is like when shit moves, you're like, uh, you know, like yeah. it's much different than like a, a, a person coming out of the the or a shadow moving it's like literal mannequin shit that should not move is it, yeah that, it's that it's me. definitely i hear that the sequels are horrible <laughs> but i tried to watch a second one and i didn't finish it i didn't think that it was like the worst thing ever but i was definitely not like enthralled uh and then the third one i didn't even bother with because i was like you know i'm not in the mood yeah so so soft recommend hell house llc not bad i i don't know if i'd ever revisit it but i was like you know what I'm going to recommend that one because I'm still thinking about it like a week and a half later. Yeah. So that's got to mean something. Yeah, that's. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing about the, some of the things that I watched. So I do have one quick callback question for y'all about the very end of Jason Goes to Hell. So the woman and the guy that survive, th they used to be together, right? I, I believe yes. so, yes. And that's their baby that Jason wants to possess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why do they walk into the sunset without the fucking baby? Well, they have no use for it now. <laughs> I mean, same, bro, but like, <laughs> seems like something that you might not want to leave hanging out on its own. Oh, man. When I have a baby, I'm going to forget it everywhere. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Note to self, not <laughs> don't let Brian have a baby. So it is now close enough to the end of the year where I'm doing my mad dash to watch every horror movie that's come out that looks even remotely interesting that I missed. Um, I do this every November, December, and then I give you guys a book report. There, surprisingly, not surprisingly, has not been very much out there that I missed that seemed interesting. Um, I think that I have maybe 10 movies left. It's not a lot compared to previous years where I was like 20 movies deep before Thanksgiving and being like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to watch whatever I you know, whatever looks good, and then if uh, if I can get to everything else, I will. But in any case, um, I just want to talk about witch movies today. Uh, I have three that I want to talk about, and I'm going to go from worst to best. How's that? So Perfect. the one that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I was lamenting how shitty it was because it was not charming. It did not. It didn't seem like they gave a shit. Was the wretched? You guys know about this movie? Mm -mm. No. It's a very poorly made but like modestly budgeted film the special effects aren't great I, I, there's i mean there's really no cgi so it's almost because they couldn't afford it which is fine but it's about this witch uh the dark mother which is like a witch supernatural character who's kind of made uh, uh, this woman who's made out of moss and tree roots and stones and stuff and she like kills a, a mother and then wears her skin, and then she makes people forget about their kids so that she can eat the kids. 
and then she skips to another body. Cool concept, very poor execution. It hinges hinges very heavily on a male teen protagonist who has about as much charisma as me, which is not saying much because I'm not a fucking actor, right? And so I feel like if I was in high school, maybe this movie would have hit a little better for me because I've been like, yeah, cool. I love watching people that are my age fight the forces of evil and it's witches but it just was really stale to me that sucked but then i watched amulet um which also came out this year have you guys heard of that nope (laughs) no written and directed by a woman it's very small cast i think eight people total are actually billed on it who's that woman who wears pink and is a horrible behotch in uh harry potter umbridge i don't remember the actress's name but yeah that's all i need to know uh she's a character in it the the conceit is demonic possession not so much witches, but it feels like a witch kind of thing. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it because it's really hard to explain anything without kind of giving away some of the denouement at the end. But it's funny because I was watching it and I was like, this movie's a slow burn, but really fucking beautiful to look at. And I'm not bored, you know? And then I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and it is getting fucking destroyed left and right. Because it was all like... This movie hates men, blah, blah, blah. This is another one of those movies that didn't need to be made because it's just about women complaining. And I'm like, who are these fucking guys? And it's probably all these, like, neckbeards that hated the movie, you know? (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay, that movie's not for you. But I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. Um, It's not, like, a rewatch, but I think that it's been on my mind enough the last three or four days since watching it that... I would definitely suggest it for at least a one-time watch. But then, up there, uh, probably my second favorite horror movie of the year, Behind Underwater. Uh, Now, I haven't seen everything of the year yet, but Gretel and Hansel is my shit. Yeah. Oh, I remember, I, I remember, I think I called you after I saw it and was like... It's, well, okay, and this is how Matt explained it. He was like, it's got witches, it's a period piece, it's got a synth soundtrack, and it looks awesome. It looks kind of like Sleepy Hollow. And I was like, well, I mean, there's nothing I not like about that. And But the thing that stopped me from watching it is because I was like, I already know the story. But I gave it a shot, and it had enough interesting, like, backstory to the, the, the bare-bones story of Hansel and Gretel that I didn't mind being immersed in the world. I didn't really mind the voiceover. I'm not a big fan of voiceover, but, you know, I I could live with it. That's literally the only thing I had any kind of criticism about was the voiceover because the rest of the movie is fucking chef's kiss, dude. It is so, and and it's it's even got a decapitation and the witch is hot. So, I mean, fucking, (laughs) I, I told Megan, I was like, as soon as you're ready to watch a scary movie, we're watching Gretel and Hansel. And it's a PG-13, man. And it's like a pretty... I feel like the, the 13 in it is a stretch. You know, like, I feel like that's like a PG horror movie. But it is, it's it's very effective. And I loved every second of it. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies where it's like, it's PG-13. And so when you see like a movie in the theaters and it has the rating and then underneath it, it like has an explanation of why it has that rating. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we'll say... Like... Every once in a while, you see the one where it's just like intense terror. <laughs> like it's like like I feel like it's it's rated PG thirteen because like if you took a five year old to that movie, it might be way too intense for them to watch. Yeah, 
but I, but I like otherwise, yeah, it's a very it's a tame movie, but it's a very well made movie. I believe that the director, uh, I can't remember, but I think the director had done something that was like critically acclaimed, and this was their big mainstream break. All right, well, that was Jason goes to hell and stay there, you son of a bitch. Uh, picked by Brian. Next week, what are we even... T- oh, next week, it's one of my picks. And again, this one is a pull from back in the Reddit Horror Club days. And I haven't seen it since then, but I remember loving it back then. And just a quick Google search of images made me know that this is going to be good discussion. So strap in. If we were talking about how this Jason movie had some of the best Jason kills, just get ready for some of the kills that we're talking about next week. Obviously, go and hit up our patreon at patreon.com backslash hmn podcast hit up all of our social media it's hmn podcast and we'll be back next week with some more horror movie night Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.